you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. I was I had to breathe in that moment. That's why there was a I'm oh. Kelsey. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a good breathing point. Uh, but I truly did not prepare myself. Are you still having trouble breathing? No, because I need to just I'm at the point where I've gotten sick often enough that I have to stop saying I don't get sick that often because we're past that stage. Yeah. Like, I think that stopped about seven years ago. And I just keep saying, I'm like, I swear I never used to get this sick or this often or whatever. Sorry, my nose itches. Uh (laughs) But like this was again, truly, I don't know what it was. It was like four days. uh, Couldn't breathe. Couldn't taste. Couldn't smell. Not everything that is that is covid by the by uh that's just how i think both of us is always have always been since we've been little yeah like the second i get congested no smell no taste mm-hmm. it's very frustrating but do you have it back in time for thanksgiving well of course i knew i did listen i know <laughs> i because of like friends givings and family givings and blah 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 um i have like four this year and I've already literally the only one left is like regular Thanksgiving. The other three. No. Okay. The first one I did like I could smell and taste and then it kind of went away. And then the other two of the like the other two I couldn't. And now real Thanksgiving is coming up and I'm like now I can taste and smell again. Thank goodness. I also I sound normal now. I was pretty pretty congested but we're good now. Wonderful. And then I've I'm hosting Thanksgiving at my house for my husband's family again. And um, I don't mind it, but I feel like I'm not prepared this year. I'm just very overwhelmed. I think, honestly, Thanksgiving... So Halloween like came in when we talked about that. Thanksgiving is also kind of doing that now. Um, So I just want to... I think as soon as Thanksgiving is done, this is wild for me to say... But I just kind of want to decorate for Christmas and like start early with the Christmas spirit. Some would say you're right on time. <laughs> Some would say I'm late. Yeah. I would say you're wrong. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I've thought about putting the tree up for a little bit already just because I didn't get a chance to really decorate for Halloween. And that is like no. my time to shine. And I didn't. I know. Yeah. It's just been a weird year. But uh anyway well happy thanksgiving you're listening to us uh before during or after being with your family mm-hmm. it'd be weird if it's during if you're just this is That's, you're just so over <laughs> these people you're like i'm gonna just gonna or what if they're this. listening to as a family thing like everyone like gather around, around the radio the, yeah you gather around <laughs> the radio yeah that would be funny um i don't know well happy thanksgiving whatever well now i'm stressed i know <laughs> I oh sorry there's gonna be a burp I had I had do you remember uh the old soda that they used to sell at a local game play it's balls it's called balls yeah I saw I saw the thing (laughs) it was the orange one though um yeah I when I drink those if I play video games I want to drink them and vice versa they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and I've been playing Final Fantasy 7 remake so of course I had to get some but they didn't have the blue one. Yeah, it will transport me back if I drink it. I will. I don't even, I don't know what the blue one's flavor is. I'd there's have to a ask cherry, John, there's a root knows. beer, there's orange, there's blue. Is blue like, is it blue colored? Uh, the, no, the, the glass, glass is was, blue. Okay, maybe it's like a lemon lime. I don't know. No, I don't know. Whatever. I can't recall right now. Hmm. Um, but. I don't know. Okay, so we we're going to do the whole like randomized state thing going on, mm-hmm. but we wanted to keep it um, Thanksgiving on theme. Yes, <laughs> and the place that we thought we were going to do could not find anything relative to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which like I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Yeah, well, that's kind of a weird 
a weird thing to look up. And I guess when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I mean, if it's about Native Americans, then maybe. Oh, gosh. I even used, I'm not going to lie, I used chat GPT for this one. I was like, please, like, here's what I need. And it was just like, mm, I don't really have anything for that. But you can look up lo- local, like, historical societies. I was like, I'm not doing that. Stumped it. Yeah, I really did. Because it said, like, the same thing three times in a row. I was like, oh, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So instead. We're asking for the impossible. I went uh you know old school and used google instead mm-hmm. um and i did actually find a couple things that coincide with ghosts and thanksgiving wow who could have guessed and it's not even like we're not going to cover like the lore of thanksgiving we've done things like that before this is actually a uh, ghost stories so can't wait i know so we had to i did have to split it up into two different locations because One of them that I found sounded really interesting, and then it was like that single article. It didn't, nowhere else talked about it, and I was like, never mind. Yeah, Yeah, I know. So there's going to be a little short one, and then we're going to have a little bit longer one. So this might not be like a super long episode, but I think they're interesting. So where are we at first, Megan? Well, you made my work a little harder. I'm like, what do I cover if we're doing two places? Because I don't want to do full-blown demographics and everything for two towns. That's a bit much. That's a lot of numbers. So I'm not doing that. But the first place we're going to be talking about, I think, is uh, in Geneva, New York. Yes. Okay. So Geneva's population as of, I think, 2020 was 12,577 people. All right. So not too big. Not too big. With a median age of 30.2. All right. Not too old. (laughs) So they're out there living their best life. The uh, Geneva is located in the Finger Lakes. I Man, I know. (laughs) Don't I know it. Um. And then I got the information because I wanted to find just some fun stuff about each of these towns. So for Geneva, I went to visitfingerlakes.com. <laughs> I know it's just the name, but why? I know, I, there's always a reason, but whatever. Yeah. So here's a little background and some to-do things in, or things to do in what? Whatever. In Geneva. I don't, just, Listen, it's been me. a long week. How, how many times can I say fingers? Let's find out. <laughs> fingers. In, in the heart of New York's scenic heart of the fingers. Finger okay, Lakes done. region, <laughs> on the northern rim of Seneca Lake, rests the historic, charming, and picturesque small city of Geneva. Genovia. I wanted to say it so bad. <laughs> A visit to Geneva should include sampling uh, award-winning wines, learning about the area's amazing history, basking in the romance of an 18th century castle, oh. and enjoying the eclectic food scene. The, the last two got me, not gonna mm-hmm. lie. The area around Geneva was once a significant Seneca, I think I'm saying that right, village yeah, yeah. known as, no, I'm not gonna say this right. <laughs> okay. A village known as Canada de Sega. I would have to see Saga? it, sounds good. European Americans began settling in the area in the late 18th century, and the village of Geneva was first incorporated in 1806, she old. Some say the city was named after Geneva, Switzerland, because of the lakeside locale. Others say it has Native American origins. Mm, both. I don't mm, know. Yeah. The city and town of Geneva have deep roots in farming and agriculture, which is reflected in the industries, institutions, and businesses that thrive here. The abundance of fruits, vegetables, (laughs) I'm not familiar with it, (laughs) Uh, dairy products and other locally grown and produced foods has encouraged a homegrown culinary scene, offering a variety of farm-to-table restaurants, wineries, craft breweries, specialty foods, and farmer's markets. I've been craving wine all day. Oh, it's funny you say that. I will get to it. Oh, okay. Uh, where was it? Downtown. Is is that when you have a problem that you're like, I just a good glass of wine sounds good right now. I've been holding a bottle of wine that John has finally agreed that we're gonna pop tomorrow on Thanksgiving. And nice. I mean, if I'm popping at 10 a.m., I'm popping at 10 a.m. Right. (laughs) Well, I've got all my extra wine now from the wedding finally, and I'm like, ooh, we could do like the 12 days of Christmas, a bottle a day. I don't think that's healthy. A day a piece. No. Oh, okay. I think I only have a dozen. But I also, just thinking about it, have a bottle of Canadian Masterpiece uh, bourbon. Mm -hmm. I think it's bourbon. 
um, that I feel like I should shoot. I don't have much time to decide. I kind of want to open it this year because it is still sealed with the with the year that it was sealed, uh, which is 1963. Because mm-hmm. I got it from my great-grandma. Like she had a bunch of like old whiskey bottles and this actually came in its original box with its paperwork mm-hmm. uh, and it is still sealed from 1963. I'm like, it's 60 years old. I don't even like bourbon, but I feel like it needs to happen. When I mean, I'm scared. You should look that up. When does that get popped and for what occasion? <laughs> well, I looked up the price of it because I mean, I don't know. Right. It's hard times. <laughs> uh, I mean, nothing spectacular that I could see, but I don't know. I'll decide later. Hmm. Back to Geneva. Yeah. Downtown Geneva's Linden Street, which is closed to traffic on weekend nights in the warm weather, offers a variety of culinary options in a uniquely urban setting. Seneca Lake, the deepest of the Finger Lakes, at about 617 feet at its deepest point and the second longest at about 38 miles, draws fishing and boating enthusiasts to Geneva. Geneva is also popular with golfers and a mecca for bicyclists due to the flat rural roads and little traffic. Geneva was named an All-America City in 2015, and for several years in a row, it has been on the Playful City USA list. (laughs) What a cute list. That's just a thing that they do. How cute. Um... So they do have castles like the Bellhurst Castle. Wow. It's a historic landmark and it's a popular destination for weddings, honeymoons, and romantic getaways. Mm-hmm. They have something called Geneva on the Lake that was built in 1914 to resemble an Italian villa. Isn't that cute? Yes, yes. They've got the Kashong uh, con- Conservation Area. Why was that so hard to say? <laughs> State Park, the Smith Opera House. Uh, a few it colleges. Just sounds like a good time. And the Geneva Row Houses, which this is a picture of them. I feel it is not for everybody. The aesthetic is not for everybody, but I, there is something wonderful about it. Mm-hmm. If you watch the last five years, yes, even the movie with Anna Kendrick and what is his name? Oh, I wish you, Jeremy. Oh, God. Oh, it's no. right there. Shoot. Well, whatever, like the houses in that mm-hmm. rendition of the last five years, I'm like, absolutely, 10 out of 10, I will live there. Since <laughs> you guys are now divorced and moving out, I will take that over. Don't mind if I do those high, high ceilings. You left those... the window open. I'll just so, get in. So wonderful. <laughs> okay, so you said you're just really feeling some wine. You want to do some wine? Yeah. Here's some outdoor attractions. and Wine. Geneva. There's the Three Brothers Wineries, the Ravines Wine Cellars, the Billsboro Winery, the White Springs Winery. I'm reading these in order, so by the way. So these are just things to do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, good. Uh, we're going to break it up with the Seneca State Lake State Park. Oh, what my gosh. Heck? This nosy bee. <laughs> anyway, we're going to break up the winery and distilleries with the Seneca Lake State Park. Boring boo. Uh, back to Ventosa Vineyards. Yay. <laughs> uh, we'll skip over state parks. Red Tail Ridge Winery. <laughs> Woo. Nap Winery. Uh-huh. Swedish Hill Vineyard, Vineyard and Winery. Vineyard. I know. I can't believe I read that, actually. Um, yeah. So if you want wine in a town of 12,000. There's a there's a winery <laughs> for everybody. There, Everyone a, gets one. A little something for everyone. Anyway, that's a little bit about Geneva. Cute. The second town mm-hmm. is Malvern, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that has to be the way that it's said. I guess. That's or what was it looks I saying, like, like Melvern? Yeah, but it's M-A-L. I don't, I don't, I don't know so. if it's a soft A. Melvern. Melvern. Whatever. Yeah. This one's a little bit smaller with 3,416 people. Good for her. And a median age of 42.7. She's older. It's a little bit older, but that's okay. So the history of Malvern, we're going to get from malvern.org. Who would have guessed? In its early years, here's the background. Englishman, Quaker, and explorer William Penn established... Chester County in 1682, so older, which, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. 
uh, as uh, they established as one of the first three counties in Pennsylvania, along with Bucks and Delaware counties. So, all right. Yay. Westchester, Chester County's county seat, was originally named Turk's Head and had a population of 374 people in 1799. She booming. Mm-hmm. Other remarkable towns in Chester County include Kennett Square, Phoenixville, Coatesville, and Malvern have their own unique agricultural, revolutionary, and industrial histories. So I'm thinking about how you said the original town or whatever had 300 some odd. You realize that was the size of like, let's say our high school graduating class. Mm-hmm. So imagine that was the city. I, I would hate that. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Malvern is home to the Paoli Massacre of 1777. Wonderful. Just after the Battle of the Brandywine on September 11th, 1777. Never forget. And General Mad, and Mad is in parentheses, so like Mad Dog Tannen makes me think of Back to the Future. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there's a Mad Dog in recent history. Is there? Yeah, like the, oh gosh, he, Brianna's going to hear this and be so mad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was like the uh, a military, big big wig military person in the, in the White House. Oh. Uh, mm. Maybe like Secretary of Defense. I'm, listen, actually, just take, <laughs> cut that. I'm dumb. I don't know anything about politics. and Well, I know a little bit. I don't know about like those kind of things. No, but I get he it. was a Marine. He had a big say in military stuff. That is all. And I know okay. he had like Mad Dog in his name. Nickname. Yes. Ew. Sorry, Brianna, and okay. anybody who has any kind of knowledge about that. Well, this is just mad. General Mad Anthony Wayne's residence, uh, Waynesboro, is just around the corner in Paoli. Yay! So, uh, Malvern, obviously, being a smaller town, didn't have, like, a ton uh, going on to tell us, <laughs> to tell and us about And that's okay. It. That's all right. Don't feel any pressure. So if we looked up what's going on in Malvern, if you wanted to check out the sites and places to go, they've got the Flying Pig Saloon. Oh, right. You can check out the Paoli Battlefield Historical Park, the Terra Culture Gifts Shop. They have a pinball gallery. Oh, thank goodness. Grand Slam USA. It's an amusement center. I was hoping it was just an offshoot of Denny's. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not even that funny. Now, there's okay. this cute little thing called Historic Sugar Town. I'll be honest. I'm like, look how cute. Like, I just like She's the... She's cute. Wow. I don't even know if you can see it. I realized I, I saw held brick it at walls. A... I said, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Well, I say brick. Stone walls. Like, natural stone walls. Mm-hmm. Cuties. It's see. giving, like, Scottish countryside... I was going to say Outlander. <laughs> it's giving Outlander. There you go. So check out Historic Sugartown. Isn't it weird um, how like colloquialisms grow, like just slang. Why am I such an old turd? Like <laughs> colloquialisms. No, the slang. Like we are now unironically saying like it's giving. And then like with the hand gesture and everything, like it's giving. Mm, okay please yeah. tell me you've seen the sign it's either at like target or old navy or whatever and it says it's giving season no, <laughs> See, no. it, i can't even say it right it's giving season oh yes <laughs> <laughs> and the guy he read it he's like why did i read that as it's giving season. yeah i think i saw that and it's like depending on how you read this tells me like how old you are so like it's giving season or it's giving season and it's always the head like "Mm, right you're you knew you're you know you're doing the hand motions we're doing the it's giving yes (laughs) but like i don't know it's weird thank goodness i work with youngins because like i would not be relevant anymore if it were up to me (laughs) all right so what's going on in malvern that you can do around thanksgiving eat They've got I don't the. Know I, said so <laughs> <laughs> I said that so close to the microphone. There was a cute little looking restaurant thing there too, but the flying pig. Um, no, that was the bar. There's an. I. I, I just assume it. it was the bar and restaurant and post office. So mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. in all, yeah. In one. <laughs> uh, no, they've got the farmers market. 
that oh, yes. weekend. It's the 25th of November. So yeah, right after Thanksgiving. I do love a farmer's market. And honestly, it's probably the, it's going to be the last one. Huh? It's going to be one of the last ones. It's getting chilly out. Oh. That's all. Go to the farmer's market. There's the Thanksgiving M, I-H-M. I, okay. Retreat and event. It's a religious men's conference so uh, you may not be attending. <laughs> i don't know yeah i, I don't it know. sounds like it's something that i should not be familiar with but recognize and i just do not it says that they're show they're doing a christmas carol at people's light on thanksgiving day mm-hmm. like the play is People's Light a uh, church, is my guess? People's Light I'm sounds sure. like a church. Yeah, it sounds like a congregation of sorts. Um, They don't have a lot going on. about Small Works 2023 show and gallery. Yay. Maybe an art gallery, so that sounds cool. And then, disgustingly, they have the After Turkey Ride, which is a <laughs> the Chester Valley Trail 24-mile bike ride. Ew. Yuck. I thought... Okay, it sounded like it was going to be something gross. Like, not, I don't know, just something unpleasurable. And it, in it fact, is. was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, I like, well, I used to like bike riding until I got a bike, rode it, and my butt hurt. So, <laughs> like, maybe I don't like riding bikes anymore. Yeah. Ah, oh, go away. Why is this pop up? It says, time for an after Thanksgiving ride. Chester <laughs> Valley Trail now stretches 12 miles between Melvern and, huh? Oh, shit. Something Kill River. Oh, okay. <laughs> this will be a level and paved ride for its full length. Therefore, this will be an easy leisure ride. Easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> we will ride from Wegman's parking lot to the the Kill River and back. I S C H U Y L S C H U Y L Shulkill? Shulkill, yeah. Shulkill River. Yeah. Some may w- if or maybe 20- it could be the skill. Well, because you know how, like, never mind. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Just okay. keep going. Well, if 24 miles is enough, you know, 12 there, 12 back. You, yeah. Some may wish to add a, a seven additional miles by starting in Exton Park at 9.30 a.m. It should take around through three hours to do so. You know, don't. A simple <laughs> bike ride. Any type of bike will do for this ride since it's paved. We'll stop at Wegmans for a bite to eat when we get back. They have a nice outside patio. It's November in I, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I can't imagine. Maybe they have like the uh, patio warmers out. I'm, you know what, I, the more I read, the more I have no desire to, I mean, I didn't want to do it when you said it was a 24 mile bike ride. Right. Helmets are mandatory. Fine. I'm on board with that. No earbuds or audible music playing devices. That sounds stupid. I'm sorry. I would love to listen to three hours. You you could get a good chunk of an audio book in there. A couple podcasts. It says earbuds. No earbuds. So is that specific? Because like, for example, Maddie uses the aftershock which like go mm-hmm. around they hug like the back of your head and go around your ears mm-hmm. and it doesn't go in your ears it sits like it sits on like the little thingy in front of your ear mm-hmm. uh, and uses the vibrations whatever so i'm like does that no count? earbuds or audible music playing devices sounds stupid mm-hmm. but make sure you bring your basic repair kit spare tube tire leveler lev levers pump co2 inflator you know the norm what the heck who is who's the pack mule carrying all of that <laughs> like somebody you designate one person to be miserable <sighs> so yeah that's um their three-hour bike ride that very leisurely anywhere from 24 to 31 miles depending or no i guess it would be if you're adding seven additional is that 14 total that you're adding on I don't it's know. a lot. Look, we're talking 30 plus miles. Yeah. It's, Not fun. It's a no for me, dog. So, I mean, if you want to go hang out with these people, <laughs> I thank God every day that I married into a family that doesn't want to do <laughs> <laughs> go for an after dinner run on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway. I will be pre-gaming Thanksgiving dinner with snacks. So, mm. I just saw something else on their thing. November 26th is birthstones, past and present. I don't know what that I, is. Yeah, I have but no I'm idea sa- what that means. Uh, it's on moonstoneandsage.com. 
that sounds good and witchy. I do. I'm loving it. Uh, it's $45. You can check it out. It's from 12 to one thirty on the 25th of... No, that says June 25th. Oh. November 26th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, in this class, we'll learn about birthstones that were used for different months in the past, but are no longer used. Ooh, and the popular gemstones oh. that are used presently. Okay, that is kind of interesting. There are certain personality traits that come with the stones. We'll discuss living the positive and negative characteristics of each and why they're important in your life today. We'll also talk about personality traits or characteristics that we live daily that are reflected in the stones used for each month. Wow. I'm actually thinking, $45? Can we make it? Is there time? I, maybe. Surely. The 25th. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> what day would that be? Is that Sunday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Thanksgiving's the 23rd on a Thursday. And Friday's 24th. the 24th. Yeah, yeah, so Saturday. Saturday. We can make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to work Friday, but I can leave as soon as... <laughs> so do I. And I recall that the friday after thanksgiving is uh <laughs> black friday i don't know why that uh, um skipped my mind because i work that morning i'm like oh all these people you know what i learned that duncan here in town is open till five or opens at 5 a.m they mm-hmm. open at five so i'm like you know what get your coffee there we want the money we want the business but i'm tired I, when I worked at Starbucks and I had to work Black Friday on the south end of town where all the shopping is, um, I... That sounds awful. I showed up. I was ready for the worst. I walked in. There wasn't a soul. And I mean, we had like all hands on deck and my manager was like, so it wasn't the turnout we thought if you want to like leave and come back in an hour or two. It wasn't not and it was not an hour later it was like 34 minutes i get a call and i came back and i mean packed these people came in droves i stood in the drive i ran the drive through the whole time i did not move from that spot for eight hours i stood there see that is something i am super grateful for with um i feel like have i said where i work yet the name of it probably i don't know well the coffee shop that i work at is we rotate like they don't let us stand in one position the whole time like it's literally every i think hour and 45 minutes to two hours will rotate so you're in the drive for two hours you rotate you go to bar for two hours rotate go to front for two hours uh, it was a the mess three positions. no it was a freaking mess and i stood there the whole time i don't think i took a break i mean it had to be the swiftest transition because i had to take my drawer to count it back when the my relief came in and it was like a like quick change out and i ran to the back with my register and i mean there was a point where someone came through and they had their dog in the car and i was like oh so i was giving a little puppy cup you know of whipped cream and the car behind them started laying on the horn they're like move and i was like brother no (laughs) what an awful person what a miserable person yeah i was like please god just let this day be over it was the worst man that's I don't know. I Black Friday. <laughs> I can't remember if I worked Black Friday at my coffee shop last year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I, I, I think I was told it's like there might be a slight uptick, but nothing crazy. But we have our machine back. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and regularly for two people on bar now instead of one. And it makes a world of difference. Hmm. I don't know if that means anything to anybody else, but it sure does to me. Well, that's my segment. I had nothing to give you um, like spooky wise. And I know we just kind of did some very basic information on these towns, but it's because it's uh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) And that's okay, because now I'm going to. Here's the thing. I was very determined. I was like, I was the one that was supposed to choose this because I had experience and I was determined to do a Thanksgiving thing because I thought it would be fun. I thought it'd be cute. I have these two stories. Um, They were a little misleading. I'm not going to lie. Because I like um, committed to them. I was like, ooh, this first one sounds like just exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, And then it ended up being kind of short. And the second one also sounded just like I was looking for. And then I read it. I was like, you tricked me. But they're still interesting. Still some ghosts involved. So are you smelling the peach? 
Does it smell like peaches? Is it supposed to? I have a squishmallow I mean, here that's shaped like a peach. It was. It's supposed to, but I mean, we've had it for a long time. It's still there. Okay. That's why I was like, it smells. I think I smell it. Peach. Hmm. Well, now I gotta hold on. Well, our got- friend got the uh, the squishmallow from our white elephant gift that was uh, orange. Oh, remember? Yeah. And it smelled. It was smelled good, and it was cute. It was like a little oh, orange juice. I'm sorry, I didn't get to smell it. Oh, I actually didn't know you were smelling it. And even if I had, I probably wouldn't have smelled much. Oh, I thought that's what you meant. You're like, well, the first person she has to smell is our friend who actually cannot smell. She's never been able to smell. And she goes, here, smell the. Oh, yeah. She's just a constant reminder. She's like, why are you always the first person I ask to smell something? Mm, (laughs) Okay. well, anyway, so the first place I'm going to cover is in Geneva, not Genovia, New York. (laughs) And it was really on the nose, but it's kind of short. So let's just hit you with the little one first. This is coming from a website. I apparently oh. forgot to write down what website, whatever. But the story is I called, made it up. Yeah, you can look it up, whatever. Literally, I'll, you can look it up. It's the it's called The Dead History, The Thanksgiving Ghost, Spirit Haunts Railroad Line in New York. I mean, that's right up Barley. That sounds... <laughs> that's, I was like, it doesn't get much more specific than that. So... And it included a little uh, picture of a news article from when this happened. It says, it says, Thanksgiving ghost flags Lehigh train, annual appearance of spectral figure that haunts railroad line in the east. Hmm. Annual. Annual. Hey, well, you got one job, you know. (laughs) That is some serious residual haunting. Yeah. Okay, so... On Thanksgiving Day in 1902, a southbound train was nearing Geneva, New York, and came upon the Marsh Bridge. As the train approached the bridge, the engineer and fireman on board heard a piercing scream. Casual. Yikes. When they looked up, they saw a white figure standing at the east of the bridge, frantically waving its arms. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Uh, the engineer brought the train to a stop, which also, how fast was the train going and how quickly did they stop it? Like, what year was this? 1902. Um, I, I guess I don't know how fast they would be going. Probably not as fast as ours go today. Yeah, I just, I, I like how they're like, we saw someone waving their arms, so we stopped the train. Keep in mind, this is a passenger train. They're like, hold on, everybody. Is it one of those, they're like doing the the thing where oh they have two gosh. people on either side and it's just ee, 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 ee. I mean, it says there's a, there's a conductor. Is it a conductor? No, engineer and a fireman. So, uh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, but anyway, they brought the train to a stop and as the engineer did so, they heard another scream and the phantom disappeared before their eyes. Oh. The two men got out of the train and inspected the track and surrounding area for the screaming. It says for the screaming weirdo they saw just moments before. Weirdo. Yeah, they did not hold back. He comes right back. Weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing was out of place on the track and there was no sign of any person or thing nearby. As they started across the bridge, they heard the shriek one final time. The train pulled into the station and the men shared their odd experience with the other railroad workers. They learned that there was an accident at that bridge years prior. The engineer and fireman both died when the train went off of Marsh Bridge. The article said that the fireman's body was lost. <laughs> okay, I knew Why it was somewhere. Are you Stop. Laughing? No, it because lost. <laughs> no, because this has come up so many times recently, and I don't know if it's been with you. It's definitely been at work. Quicksand. Have we talked about quicksand and how like your childhood? prepared you for all of the quicksand you were gonna get stuck in <laughs> yeah. and like how to escape it and how to not we had the dream about where you just got whoop right into the sand Wh- okay actually hold on oh my gosh please well we'll never forget that story but i have to not forget what i'm trying to think of but i'm not going to talk about it in this episode we'll talk about it after we're done recording oh okay. we'll see if i can remember quicksand um but no all we've been talking about at work how there's all these irrational fears and everyone's like, honestly, what I was most scared of as a child was quicksand. Mm-hmm. Like all the quicksand that was in the world that was going to eat me uh, and how to be prepared for it because every every movie show, there was quicksand. Yeah. Where was it? Well, I'll tell you where it was. It was in Geneva, New York. Because <laughs> apparently the engineer, the fireman, uh, the fireman's body was lost to quicksand 
and mm. never recovered. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you ill? Yeah, I threw up in my mouth a little <laughs> bit. Uh, ever since that, uh, sorry, ever since that accident, a shrieking, what? Shrieking phantom is said to be spotted on this bridge every year around Thanksgiving Day. Happy oh, Thanksgiving. Good. So, did any of this really happen? Well, this person says, let me tell you. Uh, It was not easy to try and figure out if the events mentioned in the article from 1902 really happened or where it happened. I was starting to think that it was all just an urban legend, but I did find an actual event that very closely matches the details in the story. And I hate to say this, but that's kind of, I mean, that doesn't happen often with stories this old. There's usually not anything to back it up. This is actually very close. This is another clipping from an article here. And you had to pay by the letter, by the word. So this is a little short. Okay. I think so, right? That's how it went back in like 19, early 1900s. Yeah, I think even today. Yeah, so if you had to put an article in the paper, they were usually very like to the point. So it just says, flood, all capitals, period. Ah. (laughs) Railroad disaster near Geneva. A culvert gives way on the Auburn Road. The engine completely submerged. Engineer found dead in the cab. Fireman drowned. Passenger cars on the brink of the chasm. Oh, good. So, on March 29th, 1873, so a bit earlier, Mm -hmm. a train left Syracuse at 7.45 p.m. heading towards Rochester on the Auburn Road. Within half a mile of the town of Geneva, the train ran into a sluice of water. I'm guessing that's how you say that. It's S-L-U-I-C-E. So, like, slice, but with a U. yeah sure um it ran into a sluice of water which had washed out a bridge over marsh creek the locomotive tender and baggage car fell off the track and down into the flood waters yeah Mm. they practically disappeared under the water well i hate that yep amazingly the passenger cars cars stayed on the track and none of the patch pass what and none (laughs) of the passengers or the rest of the crew were seriously injured. The only things that fell over were not the passenger cars. Which seems suspicious, if you ask me. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, the same could be not be said for the engineer and fireman. Uh, both disappeared, and due to the raging water, attempts to locate their bodies could not be made immediately. The body of the engineer, which I meant to look up how to say his name, I'm pretty sure it's ignatius bulta so sounds, sounds good, all right uh was found on the afternoon of sunday march 30th so that's just one day later the body of the fireman augustus sipple was found quite a distance away on the 31st of march yikes so the incident became known as the marsh creek casualty or the geneva disaster Consequently, the families of both men sued the railroad due for negligence and failing to properly maintain the bridge fair okay both families waiter uh were later awarded money they won there you go person said i couldn't find any connection to thanksgiving day maybe this is one of those urban legends meant to remind people how fleeting life can be or maybe the spirits of engineer buelta and fireman sipple were simple simply trying to warn other railroad men of the dangers of the bridge yeah possibly so i'll tell you i looked up marsh creek casualty I looked up Geneva disaster. I looked up like anything I could about more about this and the ghosts and haunting. That's it. Not what? not a dang thing came up for it except for this article. I was like, man, I feel like we were going in a good direction. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Well, I'll be honest. Hearing that story, one of the first things that made me think of, especially with the firemen going under and not seeing him again, is a local death that happened that we actually talked about at mill dam mm-hmm. where the people uh, kids went there they had been drinking and it was after like a really heavy rain or something right and one of the guys jumped in the water and got sucked under are you mixing up that and four arches no i don't think so because someone jumped off the four arches too remember no, because at Mill Dam, they have the the crosses there of people yeah, who died. Yeah, no, I know. And a kid got, he either fell into the water or jumped into the water and got sucked under, and they couldn't retrieve his body for, like, 
a full day or so. Yeah, like he was because just... Because it was just stuck, stuck in a, there, which is really Terrifying, scary. yes. Yeah. That's what that made me think of. And He was stuck two, in an undercurrent. Yes. Number two, my biggest irrational fear was spontaneous combustion. That's another one that comes up a lot. Like, Why? we talk about weird things at work all the time, but those two have been talked about a lot. That was something I was, like, genuinely worried about as a kid. And then also playing Parasite Eve. <laughs> Yes. made me think of it too like literally the opening graphics the piano playing and then just Dum. yeah yeah that was creepy if mm-hmm. there's a remake i've got to find it because you know it would be so cool to play now oh parasite eve silent hill resident evil even dino crisis oh Hit my me with gosh it. see i said i'm on a kick because i'm playing final fantasy 7 and the remake worth it like to be able to see non-minecraft people it's uh-huh. wonderful See, I liked playing, I mean, I liked all of them, but I remember vividly playing Dino Crisis. I still have that. Which was like Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. And I have that in the living room right now. Either, oh. I definitely have the second one. I don't know if I have the first one or maybe other way around. I just remember having to run through the jungle and getting to like a generator room and then could not leave the generator room because all these raptors were just waiting for me outside. I'm like, well, this is where I die. <laughs> yeah. No, I. that's the game. That's the one that I have, whichever one that is. It might be the first one. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's all I could get on the Gene- Geneva, New York one. Okay. Um, it seemed cool. And I mean, they're saying it's there every Thanksgiving for some reason these people show up. So, mm-hmm. and there was a fireman and an engineer that died. So... I'm just saying. Why do I feel like clapping? Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. First story's over. The second one is a little bit longer. It's not t- a ton longer, so we're not going to keep you all day. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Sorry. You have to go to your family eventually. <laughs> uh, so this one is out of the, what, what is, would we say Malvern? I say Malvern. Pennsylvania. I say. Like. <laughs> I say. The, since I've just learned of it in the last 24 hours. Hmm. Well, this article is called How My Grandpa's Thanksgiving Ghost Story He Tells Each Year Led to Us Uncovering 189-Year-Old Murder Mystery. So once again, I was like, you know what? All of the elements are there. Whether or not it is relevant at this point, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, after looking into this, and I started watching like YouTube videos, and I was like, this is getting too deep. Um, (laughs) There, there's the makings of some ghosts here. Whether Ooh. or not it gets into this in this article or not, just know, let's, you know, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People die, innocent people die, uh-huh. and they're mad about it. There's your ghosts. Mm, yeah, well. Here's the makings of it. Can't wait. <clears throat> this is coming from The Sun. It was like the New York Post, but uh, what's... For Pennsylvania. I don't know. It's just the sun. It just says the sun. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, published. That was the word I was trying to look for. Okay. Okay. So, a grandpa's haunting Thanksgiving ghost story appeared to help two brothers uncover a near 200-year-old murder mystery. Bill and Frank Watson were told a chilling tale about 57 Irish immigrants who died at a railroad site in Pennsylvania due to the cholera epidemic in 1832. Stay away from the railroads. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The area is known now as Duffy's Cut, as the rail worker's boss was named Philip Duffy. It is a stretch of tracks located around 30 miles from Philadelphia. The brothers were told the chilling tale by their grandpa, who was a railroad worker, every Thanksgiving. Just, you know, casual (laughs) story time. Well, we found out that telling ghost stories at Christmas is a a thing. Yeah. Bring that back. Uh, they believe the rail workers died violently and not from cholera, mm. uh, Frank told CNN in 2010. Quote, this is a murder mystery from 178 years ago, this was in 2010, and it's finally coming to the light of day. According to local legend, a man walking home from a tavern claimed to see a mysterious, or sorry, claimed to see mysterious green figures dancing in the mist in September 1909. Hmm. The documents quote the unnamed man as saying, I saw with my own eyes the ghosts of the Irishmen who died with cholera a month ago, a dancing around the big trench where they were buried. It's true, mister. It was awful. 
a dancing? Is that a dancing? <laughs> I had to read the direct quote. Okay. Uh, Frank and Harry, that's what it said. I didn't read it. A dancing. That's how it's written. <laughs> Uh, Frank inherited the railroad papers from his grandpa and said one of the documents said, X marks the spot. Okay. Uh, They suspected that the files contained clues to the location of a mass grave. Bill and Frank delved deeper into the case. They started digging in 2002 and years later found forks and tobacco pipe shards. The brothers didn't believe struggling laborers would discard valuable items. Like, that, they would sell them, keep them, whatever. Right. Uh, researchers in March of 2009 found a bone raising suspicions that cholera may not have killed the rail workers. Interesting. Huh. Teams also uncovered a skull that had been pierced by a bullet and cleaved by a hatchet. E. Mm-hmm. Cholera. Okay. Uh, how many, about how many people did they think, or did they say it was just mass? Uh, 57, so there are documented 57 Irish immigrants who were working on the railroad. Okay. I just, and no, out of 57, no one was able to cause enough stir to look into this. Well, I'm going to see, because I watched, like I said, I watched videos. I don't know what it doesn't cover here. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. But yeah, there, you'll see. So Bill, a historian said, we have no idea what percentage of these guys were murdered. But if we have 57, it's the worst mass murder in Pennsylvania history. Ooh. He said the average age of the workers was around 22 years old. Mm-hmm. That's all. Forensic, forensic anthropologist Janet Mong said the case provided vital clues about the lives of Irish immigrants. She said it was a cruel and rugged existence that characterizes the immigrant experience and it speaks very broadly of the xenophobia that existed at the time. Fair. Mm-hmm. Mong discovered bones from at least seven skeletons, including four skulls. She said one skull has a little divot on what would have been the side bone of the skull. That little divot is something that didn't happen when they excavated it out of the ground, meaning they think they were hit by something. Yeah. The anthro- anthropologist speculated that one of the laborers may have been, quote, clunked on their head before they died. I like that <laughs> word. Oh, uh, yeah. Researchers believe more bodies are underneath the surface bill watson said the coffins had been shut with more than 100 nails per coffin jeez Mm -hmm. seems excessive yeah the remains of five men and one woman from those who died at duffy's cut were laid to rest at a ceremony in pennsylvania in 2012 the body of teenager john ruddy who was from county donegal was repatriated to ireland Mm-hmm. I did not mean to say it with a weird oh. Irish accent. That was weird. Uh, and a burial took place in County Tyrone for Catherine Burns in October 2015. Forensics believe that the injuries to her skull indicated that she had been murdered. Duffy's cut later became part of the Pennsylvania Railroad's main line. So really, there's not a ton of information in that. But I do remember some from the video, which mm-hmm. was... Um, so, cholera happened at this time. Cool. Fine. But they said that the likelihood that all 57 immigrants died from cholera at the same time is n- actually not as plausible as you would think, even for like 1909. Uh-huh. Because it was a 60% mortality rate. So like just literally by design, it shouldn't have been all 57. 57 yeah. Also, there was, they did um, put in the paper that the immigrants had died. They said eight had died. What? And then just did not account for the other 49 for some reason. And nobody questioned it because there was a ton of xenophobia at the time. Well, I guess, I mean, if they're immigrants, I was going to say, like, where's their family? Where's the uproar from the families? I mean, it may have been families that can't, like, I don't, I don't know, honestly, but they did, like, the video that I saw, I don't know how close it was in relation to this article, but they did find eight bodies buried. Um, but of those bodies, like I said, like, some of them had bullet holes in their skulls. Some of them had just, like, straight gashes, like, inches-long gashes in the skulls. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, they found eight, which the newspaper said eight, and they're like, well, then the other... 49 have to be somewhere right and what they think happened is maybe some of them had this sounds terrible but this is all speculation they think that some of them had died of cholera maybe those eight Mm -hmm. and so the other 
49 fearing dying of cholera. They're like, we got to get out of here. So they tried to escape and get away from the sickness, but the xenophobia in town, they're like, don't bring that in town. And they like murdered them. They killed them. They wanted a reason to kill them anyway. And then buried all of them in a mass grave somewhere. They think they have located a cup, like they think they've located where it it could be. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they have to dig and they have to dig carefully if they are there, you know? Yeah. You may have said this. I don't know. So the, the grandpa that was telling this story he obviously wasn't one of the immigrants working because they said they're all gone. No, but I think it was a story that was passed down because he was a railroad worker. Okay. So, no, if if that is true, that's horrible because they left these impoverished, unlivable conditions in Ireland, came to the U.S. where, by the way, I think that it said they were working for 25 cents a day doing this. Very hard labor. Uh, but they were willing to take it because, like, they weren't making anything in Ireland. They're like, I can be something here. I can make money here. Yeah. Um, but the, the fear of catching this disease and dying, they just wanted like safe haven from that. And the townspeople killed them and buried them. And they're like, don't bring your Irish, uh, you know, diseases into our good white Christian, not Christian, uh, Presbyterian town, whatever it is. Yeah. What's, uh, it was, a. It was Catholics and Presbyterians, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the speculation. And I don't, apparently, that's what I mean by, like, that's the makings of a good, like, haunted railroad, Mm -hmm. if that's the case. Because why why only account for eight of 57, 57 documented, and you're like, yeah, yeah, eight of them died. Right. Then what are you going to say about the others? We'll just assume they all also died. <laughs> just not here. Yeah, I guess. But that, I th- it felt like it was longer. Maybe it was. It was just, there were so many ads and pictures in the article. It was wild. <laughs> so maybe it's just like not as long as I thought it was. But two stories that like really like geared up for what could be a cool Thanksgiving ghost story. Mm-hmm. A little misleading. I mean, you found something that said ghost in Thanksgiving, so I'll give you props on that. Why the grandpa felt the need to tell the story every Thanksgiving? Like, that was his tradition? Yeah, that's... I don't know, but... um, I don't know, but it is wild that he, like, would just tell this story every year, and when the two brothers were old enough, they're like... Seems suspicious. Yeah, and they looked into it, and so researchers started looking... uh, not not like paleontologists, but kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right it's now. Not but archaeologists. It's not. I don't know. know. But they started looking, and sure enough, they're like, "This is not a ghost story. Like, this is not a local legend. This is real." Huh. So wild stuff that well, they just went on a hunch. I don't know. I just saw an article from our hometown newspaper that they're looking. They posted. Um, 10 cold cases from around the area and they're like let's do a spotlight and see if we can't get any info on these old cases i feel like they do that from time to time don't they now that you said that out loud that sounds familiar but Mm -hmm. i haven't seen the ones recently that you're talking about i think i saw it was just the other day i can't remember when it was posted but i was like huh i was looking through it like i'm gonna have the answers to a murder that took place like 30 years before I was born. Maybe. I don't know. Look, they just found something around an almost 200-year-old murder. Yeah, Actually, that's... now at this point, it would be. So by the time this article was written, it had to be. Because uh, 1909, so it's been however long. A minute. A minute. Over 200 years. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say now. We were just saying. <laughs> oh, just saying the cold cases. Right, um, right. Was, that was were it. you not going to add anything else to that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just wild to me that... And it just sucks because the people who probably cared um, don't get to see that justice being served, you know? Yeah. It's wild how I just, for some reason, recall uh, a cold case here in town that was cold for a long time, and then finally, it's all, it's been resolved since, and it just mm-hmm. turned out to be a really unfortunate accident, right? Oh, about uh, they found 
him and the river. Yeah, we can say names because I feel like this was a big, it was kind of a big deal. Heck, I could maybe even, I don't know if I'll cover or not, is pretty close to home, but. Yeah, for um, a long time, his name was uh, Scott, Scott Javens. Javens. He just disappeared seemingly into thin air, car and everything. That's the name that if you lived in Terre Haute from like 2000 till present day, you know that name. Scott, yeah, you absolutely know the name Scott Javens. And uh, it's just very unfortunate. And there's a lot of frustration, but I'm not going to get into it right now. That like he was I where he it. was where they looked the from the very time. beginning. The first time they looked in the river, he wasn't there. Sure enough, what, decades Later, he was it's in the river, like within fifty feet of where they looked the first time. Been in the last few years, I, I want to say not in the 50 last feet, five, maybe years. like fifty yards. But regardless, very, very close mm-hmm. to where they looked the first time, uh, and they don't believe that his car really moved from that spot. So, mm-hmm. speculation of efforts that were put in, I don't know. But I mean, and how hard do you think the parents pressed? Um, just like look again yeah like look again please and they're like well that takes money <laughs> yeah well the funny oh gosh no because i don't want to get into i'm just gonna I, start saying <laughs> things but maybe if megan covers it i'm not gonna say it but i just, think i will i think you know i think yeah. i will um i don't know why or my oh the cold cases just that was one that was i don't want to say it's interesting because that's it's all morbid but like mm-hmm. that was a very big deal here and then they found him so it can be done it can be done. Revive these things 10 years, 20 years, however many years later. Just there's always a chance of figuring it out. Yeah. Never <sighs> give up. Just like with these, they're using like electromagnetic pulses in the ground to get like 3D readings. Mm-hmm. They almost look like thermal readings. And the guy's like, yeah, any red spot means that there's decay underground. Mm-hmm. But it can be like, he said, it could be brush, it could be stumps, it could be something. But any red spots that they use with these, like, electromagnetic pulses, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to dig. And they found one that it looks to be roughly 20 feet by 20 feet oh. of uh, just decay, quote unquote, right near the railroad, almost to the mile marker that they expected these people to have been killed at. Huh. And I, he's like, this sounds terrible, but 20 feet by 20 feet sounds like a pretty mass good size grave. for a mass grave. Yeah. So I need to follow up. I can't remember how old that video was, but it would be interesting uh, if it was old enough that that has been resolved since. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a spooky railroad. I, th- I know in the video they were saying that they were having trouble uh, because it's still an active railroad today. So they did a good job, I guess. Right. Um, they can't dig because, like, they don't want to ruin the integrity of the railroad, and it's so close. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess. I just, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot, but that place has got to be spooky. I'll tell you what. I'd be mad, too, if I traveled all that way, risked my life, risked my family, at a chance for a better life, only to be killed by racist, xenophobic booty holes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ridiculous. We can't get into that. It's why is it why is it 100 years later and things are 200 years later and things are still relevant? Uh, right. <sighs> well, that was Why fun. is it 1909? It wasn't 1909. What is wrong with me? When it happened? So, well, cuz what if they said it was almost 200 years, 200 years ago would be 18. <laughs> I get. I don't what is know. Wrong? <laughs> Um, uh, oh, 200 I, years. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> I was, 1909, just about 200 years ago. What have you done? <laughs> Dumb idiot. I hate it. <laughs> now we got to start the whole episode over. Let's start over. <laughs> Everyone's going to know how <laughs> stupid I am. I They're screaming now. Like, hopefully you stuck around. This and is just, what? That sigh of relief. <laughs> okay, like, I'm actually annoyed enough with myself that I'm going to scroll back real quick because here it is. Uh, almost a 200, 1832. <laughs> you just, just we're in 1909. <laughs> this is and you my story. So confidently. You know what? I've God. done that at work before. I'm like, if you say something with enough confidence, people will I tell people, it. all people, this sounds terrible. People will ask me questions and I answer and everyone's like, I didn't know you knew that. I'm like, I didn't. If you just speak with conviction, like mm-hmm. you know what you're saying, people will believe you. And not that I'm just like making things up. Uh, just use, you know, common sense. 
Uh, the guy saw the green figures dancing in the mist in September of 1909. I okay. knew that number existed somewhere. <laughs> so, bruh, whatever. Whatever, bro. We're only nine years away, so 191 years it's been. Goodness sakes. <laughs> I wanted to say the stupid thing Voldemort says in Harry Potter. When he's brought back, he's like, 13 years it's been. Oh. Or whatever he says, you know? Yes. However many years. Um, I think. It was, was a terrible impression never be I my strong suit <laughs> i don't know man <sighs> well yes we did a story a short dive into new york and pennsylvania but that is not taking them off of our state list they're yeah, going this to was hang a, yeah this was a shallow dive a throwaway not a throwaway it was a good one yay yes <laughs> it was but i also did not want to use this to mark off our states on the list so we already know what our next state is. It's coming up, except I think uh, is our next episode. No, we've got one more, which oh, for is real? it our fifth episode? We... Oh, goodness. <gasps> I hope so. Oh, I, why do I feel like it's been like 84 years? Not to sound like I know <laughs> an old turd. It sure is. What? One, two, three. Yeah. It's a fifth Thursday? It is, yeah. Would you look at that? Wonderful. That means... Uh, we can Tana. still talk about whatever <laughs> we want. Welcome. Hooray. Okay, so that state we picked is just going to hang out for a couple more weeks. Uh, yeah, like time and money and whatever permitting, because then we'll have like a place we've been, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. and then the state we're going to. Yes. Oh, we've got so much to do. She said, don't forget about me. (laughs) (laughs) We won't. I won't tell you what it is yet. Just let that suspense build. She doesn't seem like a she, but she is. So Yeah, I wasn't getting that vibe either, but it's all right. Okay. Well, I guess uh, have a good Thanksgiving, hanging out with your friends, your family, or whoever you're hanging out with, your cats, your dogs. (laughs) Don't eat too much. And if you eat too much, don't feel bad about it. Tis the season. Mm -hmm. You do what you want. I, that's what I'm going to go do. Absolutely. I have so much food to make. <laughs> Don't quit. Don't sell yourself short. Eat some. Take a breather. Eat again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's going to stop you? <laughs> have you seen the hack that you go to the dollar store and buy those plates? It's like a chip and dip plate. And it's got all the little different sections. And it's like Thanksgiving plates <laughs> secured. <laughs> No, no, that's, no, I haven't. But that oh sounds like God. a great idea. So what goes in the dip part? What goes in the middle? In the center? Yeah. I'm thinking either a lot of deviled eggs. Or okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe my, my roll so I they don't get soggy. I immediately thought the roll because then you can, it doesn't get soggy because inevitably you have to sit it off to the side on top of the mashed potatoes and gravy. And by the time you actually sit down and make it clock counterclockwise around the plate, this <laughs> the roll is mm-hmm. soggy. Yeah, Thanksgiving that plate is, secured. That, to me, looks like a good OCD, ADHD, autism mm-hmm. plate if I've ever seen one. They're like, I don't like my food touching. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six sections, and then your middle section, so. It's not you enough. Do. It's never Let's enough. See. Turkey. <laughs> Uh, turkey slash ham, <laughs> green bean casserole, <laughs> sweet potatoes. <laughs> what else do we have on things? I don't even know what's Deviled eggs. <laughs> Mac and cheese. I think she's laughing. I'm laughing at you for laughing, but I think you're laughing because you're just visualizing like, mm, what am I going to put on my plate tomorrow? Uh, yeah. So you got your proteins, oh you got your meat, and then green bean casserole, mac and cheese, deviled eggs, uh... What now, else did I say? Um, uh, uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah. And what's going to go on the sixth you one? You say macaroni for some reason? Baked mac and cheese. Baked mac and cheese. Okay, that's Hello. different. Yeah. Meat, eggs, gravy. <laughs> what's going to go on the what? last one? And then the roll in the middle? The Mashed gravy. Tea? Well, no. Okay. We already talked about this last Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving <laughs> before. I don't know how many Thanksgiving episodes we've done, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the Midwest, for those of you that don't know, for those that are new to this if you're podcast. New here. Yeah. It is, it goes in this order. Mashed potato, make a divot. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. Mashed potato, make a divot. Put in your Amish egg noodles, like very specific. They have to look haphazard and not like machine cut. Yes. Uh, mashed potatoes, egg noodles, 
gravy. That's one pile. Mm-hmm. We do that here, and I didn't think that wasn't a thing. It's a lot of star. What? Okay, one of my regulars who happens to also be like somebody that we know mutually in real life that is also a listener and a Patreon donor. Hello. Oh hi. Um, yeah, said that she's like, well, if you think about it, that's just like chicken noodle soup, like essentially broken down. I said, yes, yes, yes. Goodness. So get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm think we're thinking, okay, turkey ham, oh my gosh, mashed potato so noodles, yeah, mac and cheese, yep, green bean casserole, yes, deviled eggs, yep, sweet potatoes, yep, because sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes, you have both. It just, <laughs> I can't explain. You're not it. wrong. And then that's a why I was roll. like, that's two potatoes, but that's correct. And then and you're rolling roll. the middle. That's a pretty solid plate. That's a good solid plate. Now, what what about dessert though? Pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Apple in our pie. house pumpkin cherry apple chocolate uh chocolate. chocolate cream because my brother uh-huh uh then you got maybe like some rogue cookies mm-hmm. uh oh, for Petey's sake i don't know um in the very center is gonna be just whipped cream <laughs> just, just whipped dollop cr- why don't people make banana pudding i have bananas that i need to do something with and banana i was pudding. wondering about making a banana dessert banana pudding Hmm. Banana bread. Banana dessert. <laughs> just a banana. <laughs> okay, my gosh. I'm not even hungry. I just think I'm it's not funny. Either. I think it's funny. For once, I'm not hungry. Yeah, that's... My uh, goodness. I wonder if Dollar Tree still got them. I hope. Uh, you guys are hearing this too late. <sighs> and if you're going to yeah. be that person that goes to Dollar Tree on thing, I mean... People yeah, do. I know. Listen, I know. the coffee shop I work at is open on Thanksgiving and people are like, oh, that's kind of like some people have their like Meh, about it. Mm-hmm. But hear me out. Not everybody has th- family that they can go to on Thanksgiving or the means to get to their family on Thanksgiving. We're also open on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day um, because mm-hmm. like surprise, surprise, not everybody in the world celebrates Christmas. Right. Uh, so we stay open for people who don't have somewhere they can go, aren't able to go anywhere, or just don't have anything better to do that day because they don't celebrate those things. That's why we stay open. Maybe think about somebody else other than yourself for once. Yeah. Oh, I, gotta, I know. Obviously, we I'm need a tangent. I'm going to be breathing this heavy. <laughs> By the time you're hearing this, I'm going to be breathing heavy over my second <laughs> chips and dip tape plates. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, Lord. we need a tangent episode. So we will see you this next week. This turned into week. a regular length episode. Woo, were we kidding? And we say it every time. This one's going to be short and never is. Never Come is. Come on. Okay, well, we'll figure out something fun to talk about next week. Oh, can't wait. I know. I don't know why I'm musing now. We'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsothesaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See, See you, you next week. week.